0: On this episode of the Culture Pop Podcast, we are joined by legendary Italian film director Paolo Sorrentino, who has made films like Il Divo*, This Must Be The Place, and Oscar winner The Great Beauty. He's also done the series The Young Pope and The New Pope for HBO. We talk about his career, his evolution as a filmmaker, plus his new film, Hand of God, which has been nominated for the Academy Award for Best International Film at this year's Academy Awards. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Culture Pop Podcast on Apple, Spotify and at SteveMason.com. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. The Culture Pop Podcast is brought to you by the Law Offices of Jacob
1: Accident.
0: Jacob. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason, along with Sue Kalinski. Sue, I'm excited about today's show. What about you?
1: I am probably the most excited I've ever been.
0: <laughs> Not to exaggerate, the most I, I, excited i have ever this, been.
1: This is this is uh, a guest that I'm just—I've been thinking about it ever since the booking.
0: Yes. It is uh, Paolo Sorrentino, the great Italian filmmaker whose new movie, Hand of God, is nominated for the Academy Award uh, this year for Best International Film. So I wanted to tell you a funny story before we get to all that. You know, I've we did a, a show, and I don't even remember which one. It might have been before Sean Murray from NCIS where we talked about the things we love and the things that annoy us about our partners. So I mentioned in that, Juan never listens to the podcast. And I mean, just doesn't listen. Happened to listen to that one. That was his first podcast of Culture Pop. And so he immediately sent me a text and said, Unsubscribe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little succession moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <A> little <laughs> su- succession moment. Yeah, yeah d- we did. We did get a little personal, which is okay. I mean, I, I like to do that on the show, and like he normally doesn't listen, so I thought it was okay to talk about the little things that annoy me about him sometimes. But now Tom never
1: listens to the show, right? Very rarely, and it's so funny that you bring this up because. I saw the other day that somebody, you know, this is my, this is my 65th year. I'm going to be 65 in April. So I start thinking about, you know, mortality and, you know, how much time I have left. You're doing, you're doing well though. I'm doing great, but it's just, it's just the fact that I am 65. So regardless of how healthy I am, you know, the end is near. (laughs) You know, it's it's nearer than it's ever been. Yeah, you're
0: closer to the end than you are to the beginning.
1: Yes. So I started, you know, so I saw that someone my age passed away, an actor who I didn't know personally, but I knew who he was. Right. And the picture that was posted was a really lovely picture of him. And it made me think. I got to start thinking about the picture <laughs> that I want people to rep to, that represents me because yeah. I don't want someone to just take the liberty of posting something. And it's not a good picture of me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I get that. I and, always and- think, don't you, don't you always project what people are going to say about you when you're gone?
1: Oh, absolutely. And who's going to be there? And, you know, it's, yeah, I, I totally do. Who's going to be there? Who won't be there? But and but the, the personal part of it with Juan listening um, is that I have a lot of personal things that Tom has never seen. Like I started writing something many, many years ago, and it was based on something my girlfriends and I came up with. It was called, it's called the burning ceremony. And we all sat at a table, mm-hmm. lit a candle, put it in the middle of the table. And we we all wrote a list of all of the guys that we had had sex with. And as we talked about each person, we cut their name from the list and put it in the flame and burned their wow. name. So it was called the burning ceremony. Okay. So I have all the transcripts. Because yep. this was, we did it a long time ago before anybody videotaped anything. So I have all the transcripts from every time we met and talked about it. And, you know, like, like there's an S next to me, like you don't know it's me, you know, because everybody <laughs> else was like, you know, a P or a J, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, and I have it in a box uh, in my office and it's not labeled or anything, but when I go, yeah, that box. Someone's gonna open that up and know. Yep. Oh my God! So I how have many slips cut. of
0: paper did you actually burn?
1: I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> how many names? I, I I will never tell. Yeah, yeah, I will never tell.
0: I'd honestly, I mean, my world is very different than yours. Uh, the gay world, mine. I would need a filing cabinet.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> Mine is uh, more than a drawer, less than a filing
0: cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, so our guest today, and I'm such a huge fan, uh, is one of the world's greatest film directors and an Academy Award winner for his 2014 film, The Great Beauty. I loved his television series, The Young Pope starring Jude Law, The New Pope starring John Malkovich for HBO, and his latest film is Hand of God an Academy Award nominee for Best International Film this year. The great Paolo Sorrentino joins us. He joins us along with his translator, Lilia, who you may hear during this conversation. Paolo, thank you so much for doing this, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I am such a big fan. I mean, I Il Divo and the Great Beauty and the Young Pope and the New Pope and and now Hand of God. I'm, it's it's an honor to have you on the show. I, I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much uh, for Thank doing this. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank so
0: you. so it feels like Hand of God is a very different kind of movie for you. Um, and it's obviously autobiographical. How How true is it to to
2: real life, to your childhood? Um, Mostly the things are true. Um, What's not true sometimes is the chronology of the facts. Uh, Some things that happened when I was, uh, uh, for example, 25 years old, I uh, pushed back uh, uh, to when I was uh, 18 years old. But the facts, the things, uh, the characters, uh, my family, and um, the feelings were um, were honest and were sincere. Yeah
1: how how difficult it, was it to shoot something like this that you know was based around you know a, a, a huge tragedy in your life? What did it feel like when you were on set and seeing you you know the actor as you and everything that surrounded
2: it it was not easy sometimes I did uh, a big effort to pretend uh, to be to do a scene like other scenes but of course for me it was not uh, uh, the same thing Um, so yes there were some scenes that it was not easy to shoot but uh, uh, at the same time uh, I had to work and uh, in a movie the crew uh, ask uh, all the time uh, things, uh, so at the end I was distracted by the needs of the crew, of the actors, and uh, this helped me to overcome, to overcome the um, yes, the, my my memory and my my pain in some moments. Yes. So
0: we see it in the film uh, Fabietto in. Real life, what was the moment like when you found out that Maradona would be playing for Napoli?
2: When I found out uh, that moment? Yes. Uh, No, in real life, I found out in a different way because uh, I was uh, spending a holiday in England and uh, my father called me to say that um, uh, it was... uh, Everything was done about Maradona and so everything they, they cut the deal for Maradona. And um, yes, I found out in this way. Um, but of course, I, I for the movie, I changed the, the, the things. Yeah.
1: So talking about, you know, maybe difficulties filming something. So the young actor, um, Filippo Scotti, who was just brilliant as you, um, the scene where he has sex with the older woman, um, as for for an actor, a young actor, what how how do you, is that very delicate? I mean, for you as a director, um, do you do you choose a certain time of 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 the shooting schedule for an actor to be so comfortable with being around everybody and being in the film to shoot a scene like that?
2: You no, know, we, we we were lucky because of the actress that played the the role was a, a, a friend of mine, and she is a great great. Uh, a woman and a great actress, and so she uh, was able to make comfortable um, everything for her and for uh, Filippo. Of course, uh, in these cases, uh, we are a few people in the room to, to shoot the, the scene. There are just three, four persons. Um, and uh, everything is very calm and delicate, without rush, without uh, yelling, uh, without doing the usual things of the cinema of chaotic. In these cases, uh, everything changes and everything is very uh, ponderated, uh, very, yes, balanced for, uh, in order to, to have a comfort uh, for the actors and uh, the, for, the, for the, yes, for the people that playing the, the roles. Yeah. Uh, You have said
0: that uh, one of the influences on this film was Alfonso Cuaron and and Roma. Uh, Talk about how that sort of sparked the way you approached this project.
2: Uh, uh, Yeah, no, Roma was... uh, I had this idea of this movie since a long time about... uh, I was not able uh, to find the right balance uh, between uh, mm, my needs, uh, my personal story, and something that could be interesting uh, for a potential audience, a huge audience. Uh, Watching uh, Roma of Alfonso Cuaron, I understood uh, mm, how to to handle and uh, how to manage these two different needs, my needs, and uh, uh, how to make that my uh, needs uh, was something of interesting for other people, uh, because Quaron uh, use, uses in a, in a perfect way the memory and the. Um, the personal pain, but without being rhetorical and uh, putting everything in a context, uh, mm, in a big context of uh, uh, Mexico City, of a, 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 sp- a um, precise historical moment. And um, yes, it was uh, very inspiring. Then the, the fact that the movie was uh, so good for me, is a masterpiece, so it was a sort of uh, of uh, push for me of uh, of uh, yes to 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 try to do something like that. Yeah. I
1: wanted to ask you uh, about doing the hand of God now. Why now? You know how long how long was this idea ruminating in your head that you wanted to do a film about that part well, of your life?
2: Yeah, I, I had this idea for many many years, but maybe I was too young. Then when I turned two years ago, fifty, uh, I. For me, I don't know why, but it was a, a great a big result to, to arrive to fifty. So, um, and um, of course, after twenty years that I made the movies, I, I um, started to think also to uh, the other movies to do um, and I don't want to do a movie every two years because it's too tiring and I am growing up so I thought okay, now I have to choose uh, the 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 movies that are very very important for me and this was the first of the list for for personal reasons so I thought okay it's it's the right moment yeah.
0: Was anybody in your family, your, uh, obviously, you know, your parents have passed away. Was there anybody in your family that was uncomfortable with you telling this story? Uh,
2: uh, I, I don't, I really don't know. My, my sister was uh, surprised, uh, but I, I, I really don't know. I prefer to not explore the reactions of the people involved in the movie so I didn't call or I didn't ask them what was the the reaction Uh, because it's always uh, of course it's always very delicate this uh, thing uh, put on the stage real people is something um, that is very complicated for uh, the real people that uh, are forced to look themselves on the screen, I, I I know this because I did movies in the past about uh, real people, and uh, it was not easy for them. So it's better to not uh, find out uh, the reactions.
1: <laughs> so who who are your in- you, your influences when you were younger? Like in the film, we see that uh, Once Upon a Time in America was a film that you know you were going to watch. Um, what American directors? Um, had an
2: influence on you, American directors, many, many. Because um, I watched the, uh, when I was younger, in the, in the I was twenty in the ninety. I I watched many, many American movies, uh, and I, I think that it was a wonderful decade for American cinema. So I was influenced by Coen Brothers. Uh, by Spike Lee, um, Ang Lee, um, uh, who else? Of course, uh, Scorsese, Coppola, couple, and De Palma. Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino, was a director that influenced me a lot, above all, uh, Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown. I think that are two masterpieces. Uh, Ice Storm of Ang Lee is, uh, for me, a, a very important uh, movie. Um, and... Uh, uh, Close to, to Barty Scorsese, there is an American director that I love a lot, that, uh, that's uh, Sidney Lumet.
0: Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sidney Lumet, amazing. Yeah.
2: So one of my
0: favorite films, and I, I'm not just saying, one of my favorite films of all time is The Great Beauty. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, <laughs> and I just rewatched it this week. And this visual language that you use in this movie is so striking and just pops and it's so imaginative i'm wondering where do you think all that where do you think that imagination that you have comes from
2: um it's an hard question where the imagination comes from um uh i i i i i really don't know i really i think uh uh that uh the only important quality that a director should uh, have is uh, to see the movie uh, before uh, uh, the other people uh, will see the movie. Uh, so, um, I don't know. The imagination comes up uh, to me um, changing the reality. I start from the reality, but all the time uh, uh, the reality is always uh, a little bit not perfect or uh, uh, disappointed. So all that I do is uh, uh, to try to uh, fix that reality uh, through the imagination of the that the cinema gives me the chance to, to change. Okay. So this will
0: sound like a dumb question, uh, which I I ask fairly regularly. Um, I, there's a scene in that that's really memorable for me. It's the scene with the illusionist and the giraffe. And I guess this is, this is why a giraffe? Like, what made you choose a giraffe for that scene as opposed to an elephant or a tiger or something like that?
2: Yeah. It's interesting because that scene uh, was. Uh, I, I met uh, for a newspaper for an interview of a newspaper. I met a magi- an Italian magician, and he told me that uh, he did uh, that trick with uh, an elephant. Uh, but I changed the elephant with the giraffe for the simple reason that uh, for me the giraffe is uh, something of unbelievable. Uh, I, I, mm, for me, it's unbelievable that it can exist. Uh, in the, uh, um, among uh, <laughs> the live, living uh, people, uh, living, mostichest uh, living you. being, the giraffe. Um, uh, well, when I went to the zoo as a, as a boy, uh, after a while, uh, you are used, to, you, you are. Uh, um, you can be you can be familiar with the tiger, with the elephant, but uh, the giraffe is never familiar uh, uh, to the uh, to a human being like me. So um, this is the simple reason. <laughs>
1: how, how much is jeb You you know how much of that character because he he actually has a has such a great sense of humor. There's a moment in the film where he's you know they're at, everybody you know they're at a party. And he, he passes this woman and a friend. I think it was Valentina who said uh, she's dating her personal trainer. And you said it doesn't show. <laughs> 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 it's one of my favorite lines in the movie. So is, is is that is that you? Is that who you are?
2: In part is me. In part is me. I, I hope for the sense of humor. Uh, there, there is a sort of uh, uh, cynical and. Uh, Disenchanted, uh, disenchanted uh, look on the world of Jeff that belongs to me. I am uh, very similar to him. Uh, um, so I am. I know that I am very. Uh, I am never very involved in the things that happen uh, in the life. Um, I am able to keep a distance. But uh, uh, um, a, uh, from another point of view, is very different from me. I am. He is. He, he is a very um is a is a socialité he loves to stay uh, with the, with the people to dance to have many many relationships with the men with the women and in this sense i am exactly the opposite so I gave to him my desires. I would love to be somebody that uh, arranges parties, uh, but I am not able to do. And so I gave to him uh, these things. It's um, it's the project, the projection, projection of what I would love to be. Yeah.
0: So I loved uh, the new pope. I loved the young pope. I grew up uh, Catholic, and one of the things I thought about while I was watching that was. Oh, my God, if my grandmother, if my Catholic grandmother would have seen uh-huh. that, she would have been so, so disturbed and offended. And people have said, well, maybe, it's, do you think that movie or those shows are
2: anti-Catholic?
1: It's
2: anti-Catholic, No, um... I, I don't know if they are anti-catholics but i think that they i, I don't know i don't know i i uh, I, I am not very religious but uh, i have a a, a a strong interest in the religion uh, so um, um, i have nothing against uh, the Catholicism or against the christian, the christian religion i think that for for, for some aspects, uh, there are of course many problems in the, in, the, in the Vatican and in the Catholic religion, but uh, sometimes we forget that uh, uh, the Catholic religion was uh, in centuries also uh, an unbelievable uh, um, recipient, no, a container. Uh, container of the heart of culture. Of, um, they help uh, the people to, to improve um, uh, regardless of uh, you believe in God or you don't believe, they did uh, a great uh, work in the in the culture of uh, and uh, um, in in the history of uh, of Italy for, for sure, for what I know. So no, it was not anti-Catholic. Is uh, my approach was uh, um, was the same approach that I have for all uh, the things uh, to to try to be honest and uh, to try to see. The real life of the people. in fact the the young pope uh, the the first idea was uh, let's try to uh, to see what's going on in the Vatican, but not about scandals, uh, mysteries. Uh, uh, like sometime I have seen uh, in some uh, movies about the Vatican where uh, uh, it looks like that uh, all the days there is a murder or there is uh, something of wrong. There are uh, um, normal people that live uh, uh, like us with some important differences uh, um, because they are a small state. They are a state of men without women. Uh, so this is a difference that was interesting to explore. Because uh, a place where there are uh, the men and there are not the women uh, is a sort of um, uh, abnormal, abnormal thing. Abnormal thing, and it was uh, interesting for me to to explore it and to find out what was going on uh, inside uh, that world. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up Jewish, so I didn't grow up with you know this like high, you know, Pope leader. You know, I and I didn't grow up with a lot of religion either. But I always wonder when somebody has a position like that, how are they really like in the confines of where they live when no one's around, you know? I mean, he, you know, was an unfiltered Pope who spoke, you know, I mean, he was, you know, mean and and uh, he was kind of a rascal in a lot of ways and said some inappropriate things. But But I always wonder, like, does the Pope ever just like, kick off the robe and put on sneakers and, and a pair of shorts and sit in front of the TV. And, and, you know, what does he watch? What does he do when no one's around?
2: Yeah, it was also my exactly my curiosity. And uh, the first the first idea of the young Pope was when uh, somebody told me that uh, the Pope Ratzinger um, was used uh, to smoke uh, a Marlboro cigarette all the evenings after uh, the dinner. <laughs> and this this very simple thing uh, um, was uh, for me a sort of um,
1: trigger
2: trigger, because uh, suddenly I saw in the Pope myself. I do exactly the same thing, uh, same thing. I have to smoke uh, uh, soon after dinner. I have to smoke, so suddenly I saw in a different uh, um, position the Pope, uh, and so in that moment the Pope was not. Uh, uh was was not the the guy that represents uh, uh, god on the earth like uh, the pope is uh, in uh, but uh, it was a man exactly like me and like many many other people uh, b- very predictable and this was very interesting the fact that the pope was predictable was uh, for me uh, absolutely a news uh, and uh, brought me to to to, to write. So
0: you won the Academy Award for The Great Beauty back in 2014. You're nominated again now for Hand of God. Is that what's that experience like for you? The the awards and the ceremony and the red carpet and all that is that something that you you enjoy? Uh,
2: no, the ceremony is uh, funny and none um, the ceremony is wonderful and. Uh, no, no, I, I, I enjoy. Of course, uh, for me, it's more tiring because I live in Rome, so I have to travel all the time. Uh, from September, I am here in the United States all the months. Uh, it's definitely easier for who lives uh, in LA. But um, for me, is uh, for me, is a wonderful game. I have to say that uh, many, many years ago, I decided, I, I tried to become a director because. Uh, I saw the opportunity to play uh, all the life exactly like I did when I was a boy, and uh, the Oscar, the awards, the ceremony is exactly a big game where uh, um, where you can you can meet uh, the people that you love on the screen, uh, where you can meet other colleagues, other directors, and it's always uh, interesting to 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 speak to speak and to talk with. Uh, with the colleagues uh, it's something of a very interesting for me uh, above all when I found out that uh, my problems uh, in Italy are the same problems that the director has uh, in uh, in Japan or uh, in uh, United Kingdom so I feel less uh, alone uh, after uh, talking with them yeah. but it's very fun very fun yeah.
1: so so what what are you watching now what shows do you like
2: uh, what show uh, I I watched the uh, I don't Euphoria Euphoria, Euphoria. Euphoria and uh, I I love it I I think it's it's a great uh, great great thing mm, yes and I I, I watched a uh, few days ago another TV series uh, uh, The Sinner it's an old TV series with uh, Bill Pullman because he's mm-hmm. an actor that I adore. Yeah. um, It's beautiful. No, there are many, many TV series that are very, very interesting. For me, the best TV series remains uh, True Detective. After uh, exactly like uh, watching Rome, I decided to do uh, The Hand of God. Watching True Detective, I thought, okay, now it's it's time uh, to do a TV series because uh, the TV world is uh, definitely changing. There are masterpieces. In the TV as well. Let's try to do something that can uh, uh, can look like uh, uh, a masterpiece, like through the detective. Yeah. I,
1: well, I want. I just just quickly, Steve. I wanted to ask you a question. I wanted to ask you before, and I and I forgot about it. But um, Teresa Sampanangelo, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Who was yeah. in um, Hand of God? Um, she reminded she as soon as I saw her. She reminded me so much of an Italian Francis McDormand right? Yeah. And, and then I, I talked to a friend of mine and they said, Oh, did you see um, this must be the place because Frances McDormand was in that movie. And I said, no, I haven't seen it yet. Um, was, do you feel, do you see that what I'm, what I'm seeing in, in her as being an it, Italian version of her?
2: It's very interesting. I, I never thought in these terms, but it's interesting because I love Frances McDormand when I, uh, uh, when I wrote this must be the place uh, I wrote to Francis McDormand, and I told her in the letter that I sent her if you don't play this role I simply will uh, cancel this role uh, I will I will never get another actress. and uh, because uh, uh, she uh, she's a, 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 an actress but above all, she's a woman that uh, I love she is uh, A kind of woman that uh, I am completely in love. Uh, Strong, uh, funny, uh, without uh, prejudice. Bias. Bias. Without bias um, about the people and about the world. is an example of freedom and uh, very funny. Frances McDormand is one of the funniest person I met in life. Uh, And very sincere. Um, She never uh, uh, lied she says uh, without problems or whatever she thinks. And uh, this was also now thinking to your words. She's all, also the idea that I had of my mother hmm. and uh, Teresa Saponangelo is very similar to my mother. So at the end, there is a sort of a connection among the, the all of three people.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, listen, this has been Fantastic uh, for us. We really, really appreciate you doing it. Again, just an enormous fan uh, and love, love Hand of God. Uh, congratulations on it. And thank and thank you very, very much for doing this, Paolo.
2: We appreciate it. No, thank you very much. It was very beautiful to speak with you. Thank you very much. Wow. A virtuoso.
0: Mm. I don't think we've used that word to describe anybody, but a virtuoso. It's our first. If It is. It's our first <laughs> virtuoso. If you've never seen these movies, oh, my God, Hand of God is on Netflix. Uh, the Great Beauty is on HBO Max. Uh, the New Pope and The Young Pope, is they are also on HBO Max. This is just like genius-level stuff of visual language that I've never seen from anybody else.
1: Yeah, and one thing that we didn't talk about was the sound design Mm. in the beginning of Hand of God. Yeah. Where that helicopter is flying over the ocean and you hear the... And then you hear um, the thumping of the speed boats and then you kind of in the distance hear some some voices of... You kind of get the feeling, you hear like horns honking and you get this feeling of this bustling city and then like... The, the seagulls, you know, cooing. And it's just how he put that all together. And it just painted such a picture. And then just as the helicopter is flying out of view, boom, you know, it goes into night and yeah. there's fireworks and the honking and there's traffic. And it's like, oh my God. And that was just all of that. At the beginning. Like, at the beginning. Yeah. No dialogue, nothing. Just ambient sounds and oh god it was just it just it just drew you in it's like okay i'm 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 ready for this movie
0: you, you know you you mentioned the and i i would call it uh creepy the creepy scene where Fabietto uh loses his virginity um which is definitely completely unexpected um
1: i did, did not see that coming at all and and kind of kind of creepy, right? It was really creepy, but the part that I loved so much, first of all, when she said to him have after after it was over, she said have a cigarette, you know, that's what you do after this is like the best part of having <laughs> sex. And I smoked for years, and it's it's probably the one thing that I miss more than anything after sex not having a cigarette. And when he was in his bedroom with his brother, and you saw the cigarette just like sitting on like the lip of the frame of his bed. Mm-hmm. And his brother looks over <laughs> and sees the cigarette and said, you got laid. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: knew just it. based
1: on the cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he didn't smoke.
2: Because
0: yeah, the kid exactly. never smoked. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, that was that was really cool. That was really cool. This is a good gig. This is a good show. It's a fun hmm. show to do. Yeah. Um. And uh. And yeah. Check out uh, Paolo Sorrentino. If you've never seen his stuff, check it out. He'll be at the Academy Awards, um, in the international best international film category, and he he is just a, a genius. Uh, Sue, this has been fun. Yeah. Uh. And we will see everybody next time on the Culture Pop Podcast.